0: Yo, yo, L.A., what's cooking on a Thursday afternoon? Day nine of my 10-day contract with 710 ESPN. Yeah, this is Scott Kaplan, and ESPN is uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Judd Bushler is about to join us in a matter of moments. He'll come on via the shell penzoil performance line. Judd Bushler is a three-time NBA champion. He's a former Laker assistant coach. He's now an assistant coach with the New York Knicks. And I'm, I'm trying to get myself into the mindset of, if I'm a player in the NBA bubble, what does that mean for me? I'm trying to also get myself in the mindset of, if I were an NBA coach, how might that impact the bubble, the eight games, the playoff run, the health of my team, who's available, who's in the right shape, et cetera. I, I figure Judd's got the answers because he's a former player, like I mentioned, a three-time champion on Michael Jordan's Bulls teams. Uh, he is a current NBA assistant coach and he did coach for the Lakers. So here is Judd Bushler on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hey, Judd. Hey, Scott. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, I wish I had all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but um, I do have some good, pretty good opinions.
0: There we go. Uh, where are you today?
1: Um, I'm actually in the car on my way. Uh, I live in San, I'm in San Diego these days. Um, and I'm, I'm actually in the car driving to L.A. Um, for, for a couple appointments. But um, it's a beautiful day here in Southern
0: California. It sure is. Hey, before we talk about this bubble life and, and get your opinions on this, let me ask you a question. You remember the old baseball player Keith Hernandez played for the New York Mets? Sure, sure. Keith, Keith Hernandez today is so much more famous for having been a character on Seinfeld than he is for his (laughs) playing career okay yeah i would say after bruce smith the hall of fame defensive end from the buffalo bills remember him of course i would say after his appearance on family feud and what he said to my man steve harvey i would say that 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 bruce smith is going to probably be more remembered for his family feud appearance than his than his whole buffalo bills career but let me ask you this are you finding now based on the the documentary the last dance that more and more people sort of see you recognize you and maybe know you more as a character in a documentary than a guy who is a three-time NBA champion
1: <laughs> i knew you were going down that 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 road scott it's a setup um, it was a setup yeah it was a total setup you know the obviously the dot the documentary and all the popularity um and what at that time dervin During the COVID-19, it was such a highly watched, most popular or, you know, the numbers just were crazy on how many people watched, watched that doc. So, um, for a while there, it was crazy because I had never had that much attention and, and, you know, a lot of people, obviously media wanted to talk and there was multiple radio shows and it was, it was a little crazy there, even for the very small. Um, part I had in it, but um i i don't know it's it, everything's calmed down and kind of back to normal, but during those during those episodes you know there, there was a lot of chatter and I was definitely getting probably more attention than i've ever had in you know in my in my basketball life for sure
0: wow that's really interesting to hear you talk about that we're talking to Judd Bushler a former nBA three time champion was a coach with the Lakers for a couple of years and now is an assistant coach with the Knicks not in the bubble um, were you surprised i'm just curious how candid michael jordan was during the documentary and i say candid i mean he's sitting there with a drink he's cursing like he might normally he's not watching his tongue he actually said before you know people are going to think i'm a jerk when it, when it's over i love michael jordan i kind of thought he was a jerk when it was over yeah. but i'm just curious i mean were you surprised at how candid he was um
1: i i, I wasn't i i i felt
0: Hold on a second, good, Judd. Like we may have 32. lost you for a second. Judd, hold on. You, yeah, said, you, you, said, you said you said you weren't, and then you cut out. Please keep going. Okay. Can
1: you hear me now, Scott? Yes, sir. Yes. But,
0: Uh-oh. We may have lost and, Judd. Oh, keep going. There you we go. We good? We're, back, yeah, we're good. We you know, this happens, you know, live radio, and you're on a cell phone. Keep going. Roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the question was kind of regarding Michael, right, and, and how he was perceived post-documentary and, and him being a little worried about coming on too strong. And, and you know, I, I thought that that's just who he is. I mean, you saw his personality come out big time in that. I mean, he, he always fe- he found challenges through every little single thing to motivate him. Um, I, I thought he was very candid about his feelings about a mo- multiple players' situations and um I, I thought it was a you know a pretty true I, th- I thought he was you know it was it was a pretty true it was true how he how he can't kind of came out of that I because mean, that's that's just who michael is
0: yeah and i think probably if i were to say my one biggest takeaway from the whole thing was mm-hmm. the, the story of michael jordan getting into a fight with steve kerr and i and i know yeah. you're close with steve um do you do you remember that like vividly and do you remember what yours or everybody else's reaction was when that happened
1: oh yeah you know, that's one of the things there's a lot of things that that i i didn't quite remember but I'll, I'll never forget that day i mean that that was that was one of the wildest you know days in in the four years that i that i spent in chicago and i mean obviously because of that i think the respect that steve earned or whatever you know michael you know, he, Steve gained a lot of trust and and really showed his grit and toughness. Although he did get his ass kicked, but besides that, besides the fact that he got he got beat up pretty badly, um, you know, Steve didn't didn't back down and, and he pushed him really far, like Michael liked to do. Obviously, that was a big thing, big theme with how he pushed players and challenged players during every practice. You know, Steve gained a lot of respect and and you know it it paid off down the road because they double teamed off of steve and michael trusted him to to pass it to him and it hit hit that you know uh you know that that game-winning shot
0: amazing stories i i could i could spend all day talking to you about these we're talking to judd bushler three-time nba champion former laker assistant coach currently with the new york knicks not living the bubble life knicks didn't make it in so so just give me an opinion um if you could put yourself in the former player mindset for a moment yeah yeah. have you have you thought about what life would be like um if you were on michael jordan's chicago bulls teams and you guys had to go into the bubble what what is your opinion of of what the players might have to live here to make it to a championship in this very bizarre season
1: yeah it's i i can't even imagine the challenges that that these guys are going through i think I think as a player, and, and this may sound crazy, but I think it would be—it's it's kind of—it depends on what kind of situation you're in. You know, if, if you're on the Lakers or you're on Toronto or you're on the Clippers or, or you know one of these top four
2: teams
1: that has you know a, a really good chance. I think that you know you're you're excited, you're hunker down. It's the teams that are on the on the outside. The players are kind of like, okay, we, you know, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm stuck here, you know, at Disney Disney prison or whatever they're calling it. There's there's been some funny comments out there, but um, I just think it, that each situation, depending on your team's chances, um, that 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 would affect everything. But just you know, let's let's forget the physical part. I mean, these guys have had so much time off. You worry about their 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 bodies and you don't want injuries number one but to me the biggest challenge is just just this mental and psychological challenge of being stuck there and not being able to leave your room or leave campus and being away from family and loved ones spouses and girlfriends and and everything it's it's going to be just an incredible grind to see who comes out on top of this thing
0: yeah, we're talking to Judd Bushler, a three-time NBA champion. He's an assistant coach with the New York Knicks. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. So, okay, you are are on a team that has a real chance. Let's use the Lakers yep. as a, a real-life example. And you've do, yep. you've lost Avery Bradley because he's decided to yep. opt out. You've lost yep. Rondo now, and he had surgery, and they say it's successful, and he's now six to eight weeks away, and he won't even be back until around the conference semifinals if you can – hope yep. to get something out of him. If you could play analyst here for a moment, wh- what do you think about the Lakers' chances, given you know, the, the, the lack of depth now that's being considered at the guard position?
1: I, I, I still think with LeBron and AD and the way they constructed this team from day one, I mean, the guys, you know, KCP, Caruso, J.R. Smith now, Deion Waiters, I mean, they they did an incredible job. Rob Polinka deserves a lot of credit and how they've just constructed this team for something like this to go, you know, if, if this guy goes down, we need a backup, We need to, you know, if this guy goes down and, you know, you think of those things as a general manager on let's go in with loaded all the way to whatever number guy, it goes down one through 15, one through 13, whatever it is. And I think they've done just a fantastic job. And, Obviously losing those two guys hurts them but I I believe in those other guys I'm a you know I'm a huge Caruso fan he, the way he's blossomed this year I had a chance to coach him he was one of the guys that was around although he was a G League player um, kind of going back and forth but he when I coached the Lakers summer league a couple years ago I mean he basically he and Kyle Kuzma basically won the summer league for us I mean, these guys He's a very, very talented young player. I think he's going to get a chance to really show even more what what he can do. But you know, but KCP is great. We know what J.R. Smith brings, experience, you know, shot making. Deon Waiters, these are talented guys. So it, it hurts them, but but I still have them as is one of the heavy favorites.
0: Judd Bushler, three time NBA champion here on Scott Kaplan on seven hundred and ten ESPN. Real quick, since you mentioned Kuzma's name. there's a lot of talk now that he's got to really step up he's got to be that third scoring option I mean, it makes sense he's the third leading scorer on the team but maybe he needs to score and, and add a little more i mean look lebron's going to get his 26 27 same with ad but but what do you think about kuzma needing to quote unquote step up and contribute more
1: yeah it's it's his chance along with everybody else but kuz um is very talented again i he was one of my favorite guys when I was with, with the Laker organization to coach. He was, you know, a rookie coming in, and I, I think you know under these circumstances, I think he's really going to thrive. I think he'll, he'll look forward to this challenge, and it's just a matter of him finding some rhythm and, and getting some touches. You know, I mean, with LeBron and AD, you know, doing the, the heavy scoring load, um, it, that that kind of takes him out of his rhythm a little bit. If he if he can find some rhythm. Get his outside shot working. Um, he's going to be just fine.
0: All right, we're talking to Judd Bushler here on Scott Kaplan on Seven Ten ESPN. If you could, Judd, even though the Knicks, the team that you're coaching for now, isn't in the bubble, yeah. if you were in the bubble and you were a coach on a staff that you said is still like a real challenger, you know, Toronto, yeah. uh, Milwaukee, nope. yeah, Lakers, Milwaukee. Clippers, I
1: left them out. Yeah, yeah
0: if you're if you're a coach on a staff like that, um, have you thought at all about how the eight games that precede the playoffs and then the sprint towards the championship have you thought at all about how you would have to coach slash manage the team perhaps differently versus an 82 game regular season that's consecutive
1: well i think they're you know just as a coach you're looking at those eight games um
0: you want to build some
1: momentum with those eight games right you you want to look at some things line up you want to you want to win those games, but you also don't want to play overplay certain players because God. I mean, just the injury thing would be such a such a major thing on my mind. Uh, if I was coaching guys, I wouldn't want to play them, you know, too too many minutes. But I think those eight games, you want to find some rhythm with your team. Maybe you've added a couple new things um, over the last couple weeks that you've had chance, you know, to work work your team out. But it's all about building momentum, putting yourself in a good position so when it really matters and you start playing and making that road through a playoff situation, your team's firing on all cylinders.
0: Judd, last thing. Do you think if you're LeBron that that your mindset has to be, especially given the injuries that we have just talked about or the the departures that we've talked about, that you've got to play perhaps more than ever, but then again you've – had four months off, your body's in great shape, and if yeah. you're going to make this championship run this particular year with the symbolism of Kobe's death, et etc., um, do you think LeBron is is now, like, gearing himself up for... I, I may not be able to come off the floor, very frankly, or at least when I do, it's going to be real minimal. I'm just wondering what you think LeBron's mindset would be.
1: Well, I, I mean, I don't... Gosh, I, I mean, my... I, I, I I'm just... One thing I know about LeBron is, is, is he, he couldn't, he, this is his legacy. This is a chance for him to win a championship, right? I don't, he's, I think, what is he, 35 now, 36, mm-hmm. you know, he's getting, he's been in the league, whatever it's been, 16, 17 years. And there's probably, you know, he's probably got a few more opportunities, but not that many more opportunities to, to, to get another ring. And this all adds up to his legacy and and in everything. So I I I would imagine it's hard for me to even think like him at all, but I would imagine that he is geared up, fired up, has his guys hunkered down and ready for battle and and it's gonna be um I, I think we're gonna see some special things out of him.
0: All right, Judd Bushler. Judd it is great to talk to you today. Awesome appearance. Yep. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day, dude. All right, thanks Scott. Any any time. Appreciate you, pal. Judd Bushler, former three-time, I say former three-time NBA champion, played right there with Michael Jordan. Some storytelling at the beginning about the last dance and then some opinions uh, from the former player slash analyst slash current NBA assistant coach, uh, it was really good. Way to go, Judd. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Hey, uh, Judd Bushler is giving you Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract and no compromise. And look, we're talking about the games because they're coming back, but today is not game day, but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Churches bringing that down home flavor offer valid at participating locations. Okay, coming up, I got to ask everybody a question. What is going on in this world? What, what has happened? Because I think sports has very much attempted to rally around uh, social injustice, police brutality, all of the things that have come to the surface since George Floyd's murder. But what is going on all of a sudden with all of the hate speech from people that were saying, help us gain equality? And I'm really confused by it. And I want to talk about it coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. It is Thursday afternoon, wherever you may be today. Hope you're having a great day. Beautiful sun is out. You know, great weather, summertime, Southern California. Hope you're staying healthy out there too. But I got to ask a question. What is going on in our world? What has happened? Why is it getting worse rather than better? Thought, thought it's all going to get better espn radio is presented by progressive insurance quoting home insurance just got easier with progressives home quote explorer quote and buy all online at progressive.com you're like wait a second hold on you were just talking about the world's getting worse and what's going on and then you jumped right into this progressive line yeah i'm coming right back to it what what is happening so let me get this straight i want to make sure i understand what's going on here okay so coronavirus hits and the world goes sheltered. And then this gentleman is, uh, is murdered in front of all of our eyes on, uh, the, for the whole world to see. And, and we, I say we, we, we are like, what? Wow, that cannot happen. That just cannot happen people in law enforcement said it it didn't matter if you were black or white male or female young or old it didn't matter who you were every person saw that and there's just zero justification for what we saw and and the three other cops who were who were there who didn't have their knee on on mr floyd's neck those three other cops not one of them not one had the courage the guts the balls to say to this guy hey he's he's done he's good okay let's get off of him before we do any major damage." Not one of them had the guts. So here's what happened: America got mad. Okay, and 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 what happened is it was we were so mad um, and we were so angry with everything from being locked up in your home for the last three months to what you had just witnessed on television. And there's just this explosion of emotion. Okay, and then. Anybody who's famous that says anything that's even remotely controversial, dude, forget it. I mean, it is just blow up time. See Drew Brees, and when Drew Brees said what he said, here's what I was thinking: I'm like, okay, I'm the I'm white, okay, I'm a white guy, and and gosh, maybe I've missed out on a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't know about. I'm like, like what? Well, Brees is telling me about his grandfather's returning from World War II, and that's why he stands for the anthem, and you know, here's a Malcolm Jenkins saying, well, you know, my grandfather returned and he fought too. And, and he couldn't even get into a restaurant. And I'm like, gosh, I'm such a schmuck. Gosh, I feel stupid. Oh my God. Like I, I didn't know American history that that way. Nobody taught it to me that way. I'm not blaming my teachers. I barely paid attention, but what I'm saying is I don't know that. And gosh, I feel dumb. And would you please teach me, educate me, school me, Because I hear people in the African-American community saying, you know what we need right now to really, really help? Tell us. We need white people. White people who are tired of this. Wanda Sykes. I love Wanda Sykes. I see her talking on Twitter, and she's like, do you guys know the comedian Wanda Sykes? And she's like, look, it's time, white people. And I'm like, yes, it is, sister. It is. And when Drew Brees says what he says, and then all of a sudden he apologizes and says, well, now I'm going to do something about it. You know, I didn't say, well, I got to wait for Drew Brees because I'm just waiting for his leadership to tell me what it is we as white people are supposed to do because we were too dumb to know about the American history from the black perspective. I'm not, I'm not waiting for Drew Brees. You know, I do my own thing. And so I attempted and, and am still continuing to attempt to have open, honest, respectful dialogue so that You can teach me, I can teach you, and we can all work together, we can handshake, we can bro-hug, we can love, and and maybe, uh, you know, 50 years after the Civil Rights Movement, maybe we can actually make more progress. Wouldn't that be lovely? Wouldn't we all want that? Okay. But hold on a second. I see a guy like Alex Caruso and he says, hey, look, uh, I'm going to wear Black Lives Matter on the back of my jersey i'm the only white player on the lakers and i'm gonna wear black lives matter on the back of my jersey and i'm going dude that's uh that that's that's pretty amazing so here let, let me just play it for you because i want to, to continue on the story here, here's caruso and here's what he said
2: yeah I, I decided to put uh black lives matter on the back of the jersey uh i thought that okay. was you know as as a as a white player in the nba um i feel like showing the support and, and voicing that as as a figure that a lot, of, a lot of white kids growing up uh, around the country idolize or fans of whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's important for me to show that that's the right thing and that, that, that the message is equality and the message is uh, is justice, you know, is, is making sure that, that their voices are heard and that, that everybody treats everybody how they should be treated.
0: All right. I like that. Well said. Well said, Alex Truso, Really well said. Okay. I feel the same way. I want to do my part. Okay, I do, but I gotta just say that as a white guy who also happens to be my last name is Kaplan, I think you can figure it out, man. I'm also Jewish, dude. Okay, and and all of the 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 hatred that I'm hearing being spewed tor- towards what I'm going to call now my community. Now I'm impacted. Now I'm feeling it. What has happened? What? Can someone please explain to me what I have missed, where we've gone from this gentleman is murdered on the streets of Minneapolis and and we're done with this. We can't have this anymore. Good cops got to take care of the bad cops. Can't have these guys anymore. OK, so so police, we got to we got to there are reforms that are coming. Okay. And, and I hear from police all the time now saying, Hey, you know what? There was this culture and we kept our mouth shut. Can't happen anymore. Okay. Um, white people, we got to help. We got to do our part. I'm in. You got me. I'm in. Okay. I've always been in, you know, sports and being in sports, living in locker rooms. Um, it's like Lewis Riddick and I were talking about last week. We were locker mates in college. Black guy, white guy. He says, Hey, there's no difference between you and me. I say, That other than, you know, you're 6'3", 225, completely shredded. That's the difference, you know. But otherwise, we're the same kinds of people. You know, we're wired the same. Uh, Got different shells is what we've got. So when I see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I think of as being a leader an activist okay a guy who was able to take his brilliant career as a basketball player turn it into films and again turn it into activism and philanthropy when i see a guy like kareem saying to african americans through an article hey what's up with all the hate man and i'm paraphrasing but but why the hate like like if if we black america if we felt like we were feeling the hate well then we should not be pushing the hate and what's up with hating on just this, the Jewish community. And I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out. Cause you know, I watched, uh, I watched straight out of Compton. I told you I'm a big ice cube fan. Cause then cube jumps in all over Kareem. And now it's, it, it's turning into a war of words, um, and a splintering, if you will, of the community, which should all be thinking about the same thing. The, the fact that there's been social injustice, the fact that there's been police brutality, the fact that Colin Kaepernick lost his career because of his peaceful protest, like everybody should be supporting and moving in the same direction. And now we've got Kareem saying, stop the hate. And we've got Ice Cube saying, oh, you know, sell out, get the hell out, whatever. And it's like, wait, Cube, um, you know. The, the, I saw the movie and the, the agent and, and what, everybody hated this guy. He was the Jewish guy. He was taking care of the money. He was taking care of the business. You guys were the rappers. You guys would come up with cool lyrics and you guys had big balls. So you would, you would go on stage even and you know, the, you'd say the things about the police and you'd get arrested. Okay. We, we got it. Okay. But, but what, what is it? You had one problem with one guy and now you think everybody is lumped into one category. You know what that is? It's like racism, dog. I don't know what's going on in this world. I can tell you this right now. You know that, that race they ran uh, down in Tennessee last night, that NASCAR race, right? I don't know if you saw this or not, but there, was, there were pictures of a, a plane flying overhead with a Confederate flag. Um, that's not cool. I don't like that. That cube, you like that? I don't like that. And I don't think that's acceptable, okay? And I don't think all this hate speech being directed towards my people is acceptable. I'm here to help you, bro. You got to help me too. Ice Cube, I hope you're listening today, dog. And if you're not, I think somebody should, should get to Cube and tell them I'm looking for him. Okay. 877-710-3776, 877-710-ESPN. Yo, we got to stop with the hate, man. You got me. You got, hey, I'm one guy, but I promise you there's a lot of guys out there like me that have been living a, a life where we've missed out on certain history. You know, didn't know there was a black national anthem. I am sorry educate me okay but by the same token dude you got to stop spreading this anti-semitic tonality what is up you can tell it's on me today you know i'm feeling that I, i i i love this guy ice cube as an actor as a rapper i respect him uh i really do but he's pissing me off okay 877-710-ESPN, 3776 is the ESPN part. 877 3776 It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Coming up, you are starting to hear it, man. It's just that people are talking about it. There is a story that is coming from the nation's capital. This is the big national story today that is about to, according to the reports, I mean, blow the lid off of Daniel Snyder and the team formerly known as the Washington Red you know what? I'm going to get to that story, and we're all kind of sitting on pins and needles, football fans and, and people who like me who like juicy, salacious, sensational kinds of stuff. We're waiting. We're waiting for this thing to drop. What are we expecting? Let me get to that story next. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yeah, on a throwback Thursday, I'm going to rock a little run DMC. I probably would have rocked some ice cube at some point, but I'm kind of pissed at him right now. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I know everybody's talking about this, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saying, Hey, we're, you know, there's too much, you know, not, not a strong enough response to anti-Semitism in sports. And man, then all of a sudden it just gets all splintered and you got ice cube saying what he's saying. And, you know, Stephen Jackson doubled down on Deshaun Jackson. It's, this whole thing is, it's just got to stop, man. It really does. Okay, listen, I want to talk about what's happening today and what's maybe going to happen today with regards to the owner of the team, formerly known as the Washington Red You Know What's, okay? ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance and guests on the ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, the ESPN Radio. Judd Bushler was just on a few minutes ago. Dude, he was great. Bergman, what did you think of Judd Bushler? I mean, a guy who coached for the Lakers, knows the organization, knows some of these players, coached the summer league team. what did you think about Judd Bushler?
2: I thought I thought he was great. And the fact that he, you know, could really speak to uh, Alex Caruso from coaching him when he was in the G League and how much he loves Kyle Kuzma and his work ethic. I I loved listening to him.
0: Yeah, I thought he was great. But um, let me just let me just keep moving here because I want you to jump in on this. Listen, um Today, we're expecting, and I say we, only because it's been rumored this way all over social media, that some massive bombshell is coming that is literally going to implode the front office of the Washington NFL football team. So Daniel Snyder has always been one of the least likable characters, in my opinion, of NFL owners mostly because when four or five years ago people told him, hey, you know what, that's really an offensive term. Would you mind changing the name of the team? He told everybody, forget it. I'm a billionaire, all right? I don't take orders from anybody. I will buy my way into anything I want. Be gone. And so he was so arrogant that people just hated the guy. Not to mention if you were a a fan of the team, they've stunk throughout his entire ownership. And I'll tell you this so working nfl football games and and most of them are monday night football games i get to walk on the field before the games and i make it a point to go up to every owner whether it's a mark davis to a jerry jones to a bob Kraft. i want to walk up to them previous to COVID, i wanted to shake their hands okay i wanted to chat with them for a few moments dan snyder i'm telling you of all the owners that i've ever had a chance to talk to and chat with on an nfl football field before a game He is the nastiest of them all. Jerry Jones, I know you're not going to believe this. I promise you, sweetheart of a guy. All right, You may not like his politics. You may not like some of the things he says. But when you walk up on Jerry Jones, eye to eye, gives security a little Heisman pose and says, I got this. And I'm telling you, gives you the time. Daniel Snyder, jerk. But the story is that some bombshell is about to explode. There's a lot of rumors out there there's a lot of speculation there is a lot of salacious and sensational sorts of content at this stage of the game unconfirmed by the way if it's true i can't wait to read this to you because you're going to lose your mind i promise you that right now i have a friend his name is larry michael He has been the voice of that football team for the last 16 years. He also had another job. I don't remember if it's content creating vice president something. And he worked inside that organization. The dude retires. Okay. I'm telling you, Larry is probably in his early 60s. You hold on to that job as long as you can. If you're 16 years in, you try and become the Vin Scully of that broadcast. You go until you can't go anymore because there's only 32 of those jobs and you've become rich and famous because of that job. You don't retire. You don't resign unless what you're trying to do is distance yourself from what you know is coming. And I must admit right now, I am, uh, I'm nosy. I'm somewhat voyeuristic in my own kind of pursuit for information. And the Washington Post is teasing me right now because I want details. Bergman, what are you seeing out there, man? It's crazy, right?
2: Yeah, the whole thing is crazy. And Adam Schefter even reported after all that stuff early this morning that now minority shareholders of the Washington NFL team have hired an investment bank, Mogan Company, to vet buyers and to sell their stake in the team for a league source. So now minority owners are starting to try and sell. It's going to be insane. I've read a lot of the the leaks that are happening out there, and we're not going to say what they are because that's not okay. But it's... It, if everything happens as it sounds like it's going to happen, this is going to be one of the biggest sports stories that we've ever had, period.
0: Right. right. Like, like, remember, this is not the Cincinnati Bengals we're talking about. This is not the Jacksonville Jaguars. This and the Carolina Panthers, okay? This is a team in the nation's capital, okay, that has a long, successful history and and has been defiant for all these years and if the reports are ultimately true and gosh i hope they are not because it's you know i I don't really know you know who's been trounced in this whole story but i'm telling you right now you're going to see potentially one of the what i'll call kingpins fall Okay, I'm not rooting for anybody's failure here. I'm telling you, this guy is not a nice guy whatsoever. He is about to be, in my opinion, Donald Sterling. I believe that the NFL, when this all breaks, if it all is what they say and what the leaks say, if this is true, okay, I'm telling you right now, that the league is going to force him to sell this team. They got a list of rich guys all around the country that all want to be NFL owners. And guess what happens? You ready? When the Carolina Panthers sell for $2.4 billion because the LA Clippers sold for $2 billion, you have any idea how much that football team is worth? I mean, you can look it up on Forbes, but I'll tell you right now, uh, off the top of my head, that's probably, you're probably looking at $4 billion. And if if a team gets sold for $4 billion, Guess what happens? Everybody else's value goes up. They're going to force him out. That's what I think.
2: Uh, from what it looks like, just a quick Google search from NBC Sports, the Washington football club is worth $3.4 billion. All
0: right. See? So I was pretty close. Yeah. Over-valued.
2: That's, that's a lot of money. And this, yeah. this story came out in July. It came out seven days ago. Hmm. So I mean imagine and that's if that's what it's worth, the amount of money that will actually it will actually be sold for could go way, way higher. It's it's just it's I mean, I don't ever like rooting for anybody anything bad to happen to anybody, but like you said, this is a guy that when they asked to say to change the name of the football club said, No, I don't want to, so I'm not going to do it And obviously now he is it's this is going to be a movie at some point, right? Like just the fall in Washington.
0: Telling you right now, you don't have an NFL play-by-play job working for an organization, being a part of that community. You don't go retiring when you're not at retirement age you are distancing yourself you do not want to be guilty by association and i believe that's what larry michael did and he's a name that you don't know it's not really that important but suffice it to say uh people are jumping off the ship and if it comes out and if it's true what's being leaked i'm telling you right now it will be the front page and the story for the next two weeks it will be it will be front and center until the news cycle flushes this thing but it could be absolute bombshell city you know with thousands of locally owned napa stores across the nation chances are that wherever you call home they do too so whether you stop by a local napa auto parts store napa auto care center or visit napa online you can count on oh yeah oh oh, 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 oh yeah you can count on napa know how stick that in your head all day that's never getting out of your head dude never getting out of your head all day long you're gonna be walking around going napa know how bergman is that stuck in your head
2: it's been stuck in my head since you read it the first time and now mm-hmm. it's just deeper into my brain there it's not even just the, the napa know how it's doing it in your voice yeah in your inflection.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I figure, you know, that there's probably an agency listening somewhere in Los Angeles today and they're saying, you know, the next time we need the right voice guy for that Napa know-how line, I mean, I can just give you all kinds of different voices for it. So I I can give you a variety and then maybe I'll get that gig. What do you think?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if you can do it in like a, in a sad tone.
0: No, no, no. You can't be sad. You can't be sad because, because you know why? Because you got Napa (laughs) know-how. telling you right now it's good hey um, coming up I want to hear from the Laker players what they are talking about in the bubble uh, talking about who's got to be the next guy to step up big who's going to have what role what's going to happen in these first eight games uh, I want to get to this because there's a lot of chatter right now who's going to take what role who's going to step up and score more I want to get to all of this bubble life Coming right back. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I just can't help myself. I'm serious. I can't. I cannot help myself. I want so desperately to find out what the truth is with this story that's being threatened right now, that's about to break, that is going to blow the roof off the Daniel Snyder, Washington red, you know what. It's going to just blow it all up. And the Washington Post seems to be holding on to this thing. I don't know what they're waiting for. I mean, where are Woodward and Bernstein to put this thing out, dude? Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we can save you hundreds on your car insurance. Okay. Mentioned that I wanted to get back to some bubble life. I wanted to get back to the NBA. Judd Bushler was here earlier today. He's a former Lakers assistant coach. Works for the New York Knicks probably not for very much longer as an assistant coach and is not in the bubble but he was talking about other guys on the laker team that he knew when he was coaching that he coached in the summer league that he watched grow within the g league and he's saying look i'm this this is judd now and i'm paraphrasing but look avery bradley gone no it's a big deal okay rondo hurt successful surgery expected back in eight weeks not quite as big a deal to bushler to him, it was KCP's got to step up, and uh, and others. Kuzma has got to step up, and Danny Green has got to step up, and and Caruso. I mean, everybody's waiting. Let's see it. And so, uh, really interesting because now we're trying to hear from all of these players that are in the bubble, and I'm not just talking about their own individual productions or their Instagram live. I'm talking about them doing meetings with media who's not there. And, you know, Jared Dudley is like the, I don't know how this exactly happened. I guess it's like you play seven minutes a game and you're like, uh, you know, um, what I'm good at is I'm a veteran player. I got a lot of opinions. I'll handle all the media stuff. You guys go practice. And so Dudley was asked about Kuzma and who is kind of the person that's got to pick it up. Let's take a listen to what Jared Dudley had to say.
1: Being behind AD and. be able to move to some four sometimes takes his full minutes but anytime ad has missed a game i guarantee if you look at those numbers he's averaging over 20. i think he even scored 30. i think that okc game led us. so for me in my eyes and i look at this team kyle kuzma is our third guy now when you have a guy's two superstars like lebron ad someone's gonna get the open shots because they're both unselfish they both demand so much attention so For us, uh, I I look at it as an opportunity for Kyle Kuzma to solidify his being the third guy, not only for the media, but for this team and and what I view him as. All
0: right. There's Jared Dudley. I, I, I think that most would probably agree. I mean, you look at Kuzma and you look at his points per game and you say, okay, look, you got... AD's going to get his 27 and LeBron's going to get his 26 and somebody somewhere is going to have to be in a position, especially who's not available. Somebody's going to have to come up with some big plays. And when you hear Dudley say things like, well, look, look back at some of these games. I mean, AD wasn't playing and Kuzma stepped up and here's what I think he scored against this particular team on this night. Uh, It's interesting because now here's the best part of it. You ready? Now we're talking about what's going to happen. In real games not if we're all talking when we're talking very future tense you know we're not talking what hasn't or or what got stopped talking about what's going to happen so um, I think that when you listen to a guy like Charles Barkley and Barkley talks about whether or not this year's title will be tainted. Because, you know, some people have said that, right? They're like, you know, whoever wins, you're going to have to put an asterisk next to this season because you know what happened and they stopped the season and then they came back and whoever wins and whoever's impacted by injuries or whoever maybe gets COVID, this is all going to have an asterisk. Charles Barkley, let me hear what you have to say about this.
1: It depends on if everybody's healthy. If everybody's healthy, I think it will be elevated because they're going through a lot of crap in a tough situation. But listen if everybody's sick with the virus and the Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks win the championship, <laughs> you damn right it's tainted. <laughs> hey, listen, I tell people, hey, listen, if, 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 if everybody's healthy, they should get a chip and a half. But if we end up with the Knicks against the Suns and the Sacramento Kings
0: and they win the championship
1: and because everybody was sick, yes, it's tainted
0: yes it's tainted that's my really bad barkley it's terrible that's a terrible barkley It's terrible but how funny is that like no it's not tainted unless these guys show up because these guys are so bad that uh we can't have them in there so barkley says not tainted but you know what's interesting and i'm loving this right now is all the news from the bubble about the snitch line oh yeah the snitch line hey somebody's not wearing a mask Dwight Howard, no mask, snitch. Dwight- yeah, I got this snitch. I'll call this snitch line. I will pick up the phone in my hotel room. If I see somebody without a mask and they're on Instagram Live like Dwight Howard was at a party and nobody else is there, I will snitch, man. I will snitch on that guy. And you know, Scotty Pippen, who I saw yesterday with George Sedano on ESPN on The Jump, Scotty Pippen said he's all good with the snitch line. Let's hear it.
2: I don't per se that players are going to be sort of calling each other out but I, I think they want to make sure that everybody is safe so with that being said uh you need everybody eyes and ears working to make sure that they keep that bubble safe because one outbreak could cost them the whole season and there's a lot riding on this so i i totally get it i mean if you got something that you see that you don't like report it please yeah.
0: Yeah. The snitch line. It's kind of like I'm telling you, you're, you're ever at a game, you ever go to a Rams game at the Coliseum and they put up on the Jumbotron, they're like, yo, if there's somebody in your section that's a drunken jerk who's screaming profanities all over you and about to start a big brawl, you know, the kind of brawl that's going to show up on somebody's cell phone camera and then post it all over the place. And people are going to talk about what kind of animals we are who go to these games. Yo, if you got somebody like that in your section, text us. Here's the number. That's the snitch line. And Scotty Pippen says, yes. Yeah. Listen, you gotta, everybody's gonna have to do their part. And if you're playing on a team that doesn't really have a chance, or you're a player that's not gonna play on a team that doesn't really have a chance, you gotta trust in these guys. That nobody's gonna break that bubble and come back and screw this whole thing up. All right. Shell Penn's Oil Performance Line. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And I'm giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Okay, on the way. Yesterday, we had a conversation about do we need football? Well, J.J. Watt has become sort of the de facto spokesperson of the NFL players. J.J. Watt says we want, but I'm not hearing J.J. Watt say we need. I'm going to get to that story. Coming up next, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.